0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the to our podcast today. My name is Billy Dees. If you've never had a chance to check out our show before, we are primarily an interview and a commentary podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. TuneIn, just about anywhere that podcasts are found. You can find the Billy Dees podcast on the phone with me today. I have... Have Kathy Sikorsky. How are you doing today, Kathy? I am great, Billy. So
1: wonderful to talk to you again.
0: Awesome. Likewise, now Kathy is an author and an attorney, and we're gonna be talking a little bit more about some of her writing and some other things, but this is kind of a special episode. Um, I happen to notice that on Kathysikorski.com the other day that uh, there is a scam involving Social Security and I felt it was a it was a good thing to talk about to get the word out as much as possible and the bottom line here is is not to respond in any way to a call that says your social security number is suspended uh, Kathy uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on here oh my gosh
1: thank you so much this is so important. Uh, the day that I posted that particular uh, blog, which was yesterday, uh, I myself had gotten uh, three phone calls that morning. I went to pick up my mother uh, to go shopping, who's 91, as you know. Yeah. And she said, and she gets in the car, I'm not even kidding you, and says, um, I just want you to know that I got three calls from Social Security and I called them back. Oh. And I, Flipped my lips <laughs> as, yeah. as a caregiver is wont to do <laughs> but I said mom I've told you I've told you this is scam don't do it she said well I knew you told me but because they called three times within you know 30 minutes I was sure that it must have been important or true right they are relentless and this is the scam it's almost always a, a a recorded call. You actually aren't going to hear a person and they're going to tell you this is a notice that your social security number has been suspended for fraud and to please call this number and the very first thing you do is hang up. Social Security does not suspend your number. They don't do that. Okay? Right. Social Security doesn't call you unless you are actually in an active Social Security situation with them. And you know if you are or not. They just don't call you out of the blue. They right. don't do that. Okay? So so that's the other thing. And, and if they call you, they don't call you with a recorded message. It's actually a person.
2: Sure, sure.
1: Um, and if they do call you, um, you can always hang up and say, I'm going to call back. And make sure you are who you say you are and then look up the social security phone number, the 800 number, Right. which let me even say, Billy, they are so these these scammers are so relentless, but so um, attuned to what's going on that they do something called spoofing. Do you know about that?
0: Yeah, that's kind of where they make the uh, the caller ID come up something else. Is that right?
1: Yes. So, so either they make it come up something that looks like your phone exchange, you know, that you're used to seeing in your area code, or they actually do use the social security phone number, you know, that you would normally see. They have been able to do that. Um, but again, if you are not in an active Conversation, social security, like for weeks or months, or you know, you've been trying to resolve something, and you're talking to somebody there, and something's going on, and you're getting mail. They will not call you. So even if it's a social security number, hang up. Um, you can always certainly check. I am fairly certain that most people have a trusted friend, associate, daughter, son, lawyer, right? right? They can call and say, hey, I got this weird call. What do you think I should do? But this scam is rampant. You're not going to believe this. But 20 minutes after I posted this, I got yet another of the identical call. Wow. And this one said that the police were coming to my house.
0: Oh, jeez!
1: Now... Now, here's the thing. I've locked these numbers every time they come in and you know, everyone's not willing or or capable enough of doing that, which is fine, but they change the phone number. So yeah. even that is not working. Yeah. Which is why you can get three or four calls in the same day. But social the other thing that happens that you need to know is the social security office, if they're calling you, they're not going to ask you for your social security number. Oh. They already know it. Sure. Right. So do not, do not ever give anyone your social security number over the phone. Yeah. Don't do it. I mean, you can give it to your daughter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm trying to do this thing for you, but I'm sorry, darling, I can't give you my social security number. Right. Kathy and Billy said no. Okay. Um, but seriously, if you... The social security office, if they are, are in fact, contacting you because you are in a current situation with them, they will still not ask you for your number, your social security number, because they know it. Yeah. Okay. So what happens? I want you to know why this is so scary. Okay. Is because they're going, ultimately, if you call them back, two things can happen. Number one, they can ask you for your private information, your social security number, your address, things like that. And, of course, then you're setting yourself up for all kinds of identity theft, right? Yeah. But also there's this little uh, thing that – and I don't, to be truthful, know how true this is, but I've just read about it all over the place. And I've heard it anecdotally is that they will just get you to answer yes or no questions, and they record that. And then they use that, say, with your credit card company or something like that. Right. Okay. Like, you know. Okay. So those are the bad things that can happen.
0: Interesting. Um, You know, this thing about the spoofing, I I, I want to cover that a little more. Um, You said that it is actually possible to get a number from uh, Social Security or or anything, for that matter, where where the number comes up as if it's really coming from the organization that they're pretending to be.
1: That is true. Um, it, it,
0: with that being the case, especially if right. it's a call out of the blue, my inclination right. would be to um, call them back directly with the numbers that are publicly available for Social Security. So you're absolutely certain that you are talking to uh, you know, who you think you are.
1: That is exactly the perfect and correct answer, Yeah, okay. because, because the spoofing does a, some kind of, and you know, believe me, this, I'm not a technological genius, yeah. but what it does is they can create it so that it looks like it's coming from that number, but when you, if you hang up and call that number, it's going to go to the
0: right place. Exactly. It's not
1: going to go to the person who's spoofing you. Yes. That's exactly
0: right. Um so yeah, it's really uh you be very, very careful. And the other thing that I would say is uh in regard to email. Now I've had this happen. Um yeah. I, I I screen my calls and as we were joking before, potential spam is my only friend that calls me. <laughs> so <laughs> I always I always let that go into voicemail. Um, I
1: feel like I want to start calling you regularly just so you have another friend besides Yes.
0: Uh, me. <laughs> well, you know, everybody texts now. So, uh, true. Yeah. True. So uh, I still have a few friends. But, um,
1: but uh, email, yes. Let's talk about
0: that. Yeah. And I did have this happen to me. I had an email come to me that looked exactly like an email from my bank. And as a matter of fact, when you opened it, the uh, the design, the logo, mm-hmm. the layout mm-hmm. of the email was exactly the same. And the email said something to the effect of... Um, you know, we have to double check your account. Please log in and check it. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And I went and I, I checked the properties of the incoming email, like where it says from. Right. And there was yeah. when I opened those properties, there was a gigantic list of numbers. So yeah. I, I knew that that number did not come from that email and that code did not come Income. from the bank. Correct. So and, and, and- go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to to say here again, typically uh, banks and institutions do not contact you out of the blue and ask you to enter any type of confidential information.
1: And to that point, exactly. Let's just say if, in fact, that happens, do not answer that email. Close it out and call your bank. Yeah. Call your bank, you know, and say, I got this weird email. This happened to me. I would say. At least ten years ago, I got that exact email, okay. and I did exactly what you said. I looked at the sender, and and I thought this is far too bizarre. And I called the bank, and I said, "No, that's not from us." Right. Um, and 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 in fact, but it, this actually continues along our social security conversation because they also are using email as a scam. Okay. And what they're doing is is sending out emails saying we need your social security information, we need your personal information. Social Security never contacts you by email to do that never right so don't do it don't ever put your email I mean if you can avoid opening email but I know that's scary isn't it people're yeah. just gonna open it especially if they think it's from their bank or their Social Security Administration or the veterans if they're getting veterans benefits right right but but if they're ever asking you to provide information through the email rather than calling them, You know, I would say do what we did. Check the address of the sender because it's going to look weird, just like you suspected. Um, And if you're still uncomfortable, call them. You know, a a phone number should be. uh, And again, don't use a phone number in the email. Use a phone number that you can find, you know, in your general Google search. But interestingly enough, and and I'm not taking any credit for this, AARP did, in fact, um, publish This uh, something about social security scams, which I just found this morning. Um, And you know, I'm not a paid shill for ARP, so just know that I'm just I I look for all the information I can to provide it to people. But they do tell you that if you get an email like that, it has to say .gov forward slash behind it. Okay. Right, and if it doesn't say that, it's not coming from Social Security. Yep. Don't click on any links in there. Don't give them any information. You know, don't do any of those things. Yes, and, and, and I guess we can also, you know, tell our listeners here, why not go to My Social Security and set up your own My Social Security account? It's always a good idea. Yeah. Because then you have access to look at what's going on within your account. Yes. Um, and if you're someone who uses a computer or you or you're a caregiver and you use it for, you know, a relative, a loved one, and you're, you're the person who has to be in charge of this stuff, then, you know, sit down with them and set up that account.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, I think it's so important to independently from any communication that you get to independently verify that information. Yeah. That you know regardless of whether it 's coming from an email or a phone call or whatever, now here would be my concern and i, I don 't know that we can really do much about this. A lot of times these scams are aimed at people. <clears throat> who are elderly Mm -hmm. uh, or they're, uh, you know, and otherwise uh, have a limited capacity in in term because of their condition or what have you uh, to to wade through all this. And um, they're the easiest to pick on for that reason. So, uh, um, that would be the thing. Um, that's why it's so important to spread the word because there's a lot of people in those situations who do not have capable family members that are willing and able to help them
1: or sitting right next door to them when they, when they, uh, you know, make the phone call. I recently did a, um, uh, a podcast or a, a webinar for a, a millennials caregiver group, okay. you would be shocked. And they say that 25% of millennials are actually caregivers. And I commented on this particular social security uh, scam um, um, blog that I put out yesterday, I sent it to them and I said, listen, your loved one may be answering the phone when you're not there. You know, you're a millennial, you're going to work, right? Uh, You're leaving them at home because you can't for several hours. And this is exactly the kind of person they're trying to pick on, right? And so it can happen to the best of us, the the best of us who have the best of intentions that our loved one is still going to to fall prey to this. Um, No matter how many times you tell them not to answer the phone, you know, no matter how many times you say don't take a call from someone you don't know, it can happen. So you're right. Billy, the biggest thing we can do is create awareness on a constant basis to just say, this is still happening. And now, now they've set up their games. They're going to call three or four times. This yeah. clearly just sent my mother into a panic and my mom's pretty brilliant. You know, sure. she, she doesn't call for stuff. She's, she's very active, very brilliant, very, uh, together. lady. she goes to the gym every day. She goes to church every day. You know, we should all be her at 91. Yeah. Um, but it, but see, she falls back on that. Well, if they keep
0: calling, it must be important. Sure. So, yeah. And a lot of these people, because they're, uh, you know, they're vulnerable in the sense that they're dependent on the government uh, for their for their right. social security or what have you. Uh, and a lot of them just traditionally, they, they were brought up in an era where, where you comply with authority. You know, you exactly. you give the government what you want. You obey the rules. You obey the law, and exactly. those are great virtues. But they can be taken advantage of.
1: Well, because honestly, they didn't grow up in it where in a world where snake oil salesmen were so obviously and prevalent. Yes, it was a lot harder to find people. But now it's just far too easy.
0: Exactly. Well, yeah. well, Kathy, you 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 have a history of doing a great work um, for for people um, you know that are in these situations, and I know you're a champion of caregivers, and I did want to talk a little bit about that. I actually met uh, met you through your publisher a number of years ago, and we want to say hello to Donna Cavanaugh and um, her her division, Corner Office Books, um, produce not produced but published uh, your book, and the one I'm familiar with, and if you have more, by by all means i would like to hear about them but the one i am familiar with and the one i have in my hand right now is who moved my teeth preparing for self loved ones and caregiving and this is by kathy sikorsky and it is available on amazon uh since i talked to you how have how has this cause and how has this book uh, how has this all played out
1: Oh, my gosh, it's going so well. Thank you for asking. First of all, huge shout out to Donna Cavanaugh, publisher extraordinaire. I am so fortunate to have her in my corner, in my corner office book. (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, she is amazing. And I am so proud of that because I'm the first. Uh, book published under that imprint, because it's, it's her business imprint. Okay. So I'm very, very honored and proud of that fact. Um, that book is going gangbusters every day. I mean, a lot of people love the play on who moved my cheese, because right. it's who moved my teeth. Exactly. And, and both of those books are about adapting to change, right? How yes. In my case, how caregiving is this tsunami that's coming for all of you. You know, it's coming. Either either you're going to be a caregiver, you have been a caregiver, or you're going to need a caregiver. It's yep. coming. And preparation is the key. The more you prepare, the, the, the less difficult it is when the crisis happens. Because really not one of us, as you know, Billy, yes. if I maybe be able to say, Absolutely. not one of us escapes that, right? Absolutely. Um, so, so we're really happy because we're getting a lot of education out there. Uh, the fact that we can do these podcasts and get my blog out there and just keep teaching people about things that are going to affect them as a caregiver is it, it, just a great mission. I am proud and honored to do that. And, um, who moves my teeth is doing great. My first book published with Donna as well under her, her humor outcast, uh, imprint was, um, showering with Nana, confessions of a serial. It actually says Confessions of a Serial Killer, and that's crossed out and says caregiver. Okay. And that's about me raising my two-year-old and 92-year-old grandmother at the same time, which was quite hilarious, to sure. be perfectly honest with you, but only in retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm working on my next book uh, with a working title called Your Money or Your Wife. Um, <laughs> And it's about how the caregiving uh, situation can really impact, unfortunately, women mostly more than men from a from a really financial destitution piece. And how can we maybe do some things to prevent that and still be good care, still be good caregivers? Yeah, that's exciting.
0: Well, you know, I uh, like you mentioned and I'll elaborate on it a little bit. um, The caregiving issue uh, did hit with me. Um, I was a caregiver to my mom and I was I was very lucky in um, my wife and other people around me were very supportive. And a lot of people don't have that, you know.
1: Right.
0: So I was I I, I was very lucky there. But what surprised me and and what is covered in this book, uh, Who Moved My Teeth by Kathy Sikorsky, um, is the amount of paperwork that you have to help your loved one with. And I consider, you know, Kathy, I consider myself a a fairly capable person. I'm probably not the smartest person in the world, but I'm fairly capable. And I, I was inundated with stacks of stuff to help her with and how they expect somebody who's, you know, approaching 90 and in very declining health to go through this. Um, And a lot of times, you know, they don't somebody like my mother doesn't have a son like me. What do they do? Uh, I always
1: say that, you know, this is a perfect time to discuss this because they're in Medicare open enrollment right now. I'm sure you're familiar with that, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, probably having helped your mom. But imagine trying to look at anywhere from, I don't know, five to 64 medical plans. And you're 85 years old and you have an 87-year-old spouse and the two of you are trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's one little tiny piece, right, of the paperwork, of the stacks and stacks of complex paperwork. And yes, and the only thing I can say to you, Billy, is yes, you're you're lucky if you have someone, you know, a son, a daughter, someone, a niece, a nephew who can help you out. That's fantastic. There are – Pennsylvania has this particularly great – free thing in every county called a prize and i think other states have the same thing where they at least help with that medicare piece for free um but you need to know about these resources right um that's why i wrote that book because the whole second half is about all the kinds of resources that caregiver might be able to tap into that they're unaware of
0: right and i wasn't aware until uh, here again i I I went down the road that there, there is a lot of support for caregiving and there's a much more awareness for caregivers. Like you said, I did not realize that that many millennials were caregivers.
1: Yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah, that is, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And,
1: and uh, and it's only going to get, I hate to say worse because I I don't know if that's the right term, but it's only going to get certainly more dramatic by the numbers. Because certainly as baby boomers get older, their children, who are the millennials, you know, are going to have to step in and help them. Right. Right.
0: Yep. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a generation X, I believe. And I know a lot of us have that issue or have had it. You do. And uh, you
1: do. And you, you are, you are actually a forgotten generation. Everybody talks about millennials and baby boomers, but Gen Xers are probably closer to the 30, 40% range, you know, yep. of the caregiving deal. And, um, And and most of them are working people. Right. So they're they're the working unpaid caregiver, which is a whole other ball of wax that, you know, needs to be addressed as well. This is a huge problem in our country. It is not just you and me and, you know, our friends. This is rampant. They say that there's 44 to 62 million unpaid caregivers today. in our country.
0: Yeah. And and it's very unfair. Um, you know, the, people are, are so quick to make assumptions. A, a lot of times I, I hear people say, well, why should you be paid to stay at home? OK. Right. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that if you are taking care of a parent or a loved one and you are mm-hmm. keeping them out of a full time facility, you are saving the state money.
1: Uh, hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and we're not just work. talking some money. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars per person. I would say that the, a- the person, the average person does not know that the average nursing home cost is between eight and $12,000 per month, Yeah, per month. And I think people don't realize that Billy. Yep. Um, and so if you're keeping mom at home, you are probably saving, you know, the st- your state, whatever it is, anywhere from, you know, two to four to eight to ten to twelve thousand dollars per month. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's hard and- work.
1: Yes, very hard work, and you may be taking a hit financially. Either you're putting money out, or you're not earning because you have to work less. Yeah. And then you know what happens, and this is what happens typically with women. And I know you—you certainly there's lots of men who are caregivers, and I don't denigrate them at all. They're them as well. It's just that women are just a little bit a little bit higher ratio. Oh, I believe that absolutely. Their retirement funds are then depleted because they can't make up lost time.
0: Yes. There's so then, many layers to this, Kathy. Please right, continue right, yeah.
1: right. But don't get scammed. That's really what I want to say. Yes. You can't afford it. None of us can afford it.
0: None of us can uh, afford to get scammed. And it's so easy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the, the message that I would add here again, we're talking about the the Social Security scam that's going around now where, it, where you, you may get a call saying that your number has been suspended due to fraud. Please call. Uh, don't do it. That's the bottom line. Right. And right.
1: I- Hang
0: up. Don't do it. Hang up. Don't do it. And I I would only add to be vigilant. Anytime you are contacted, especially out of the blue from any organization, whether it's a governmental uh, organization or whether it's a banking institution or whatever, and they're asking you for confidential information, that is a red flag make sure yes. you independently contact if you have any doubt contact independently contact the people involved through the normal recognized channels and verify yes. that there is actually an issue
1: yes absolutely that is the best advice you can give yes, yes. absolutely
0: true and yep. and be vigilant it's um you know, it's a terrible thing to say in our society that when you wake up in the morning, you have to be on guard because all it takes is one thoughtless moment. You know, you're, I know. you're carrying your groceries in, you're, you're, you're in a hurry, you got all kinds of bags, you're unlocking the door, your phone rings, you answer it, it's somebody wanting something. And the next thing you know, you give away information. Right. And it, all it takes is one thoughtless moment. And don't don't feel for a moment that it can't happen to you, because all it takes is, right. like I said, that one moment. Uh, such an important message. We have been talking to Kathy Sikorsky and like I mentioned, for, uh, from Corner Office Books and Donna Kavanaugh, she has a, a book published, Who Moved My Teeth? Preparing. Let me try that again. Preparing for self-loved ones and caregiving. Who Moved My Teeth? Available on Amazon. You can check that out. You can also go to KathySikorsky.com. Now, you're also on Twitter. What exactly are you on Twitter?
1: At Kathy, and Kathy with a C, C C-A-T-H-Y, underline Sikorsky, S-I-K-O-R-S-K-I
0: great information Kathy if you if uh, you know for our listeners do check her out investigate this stuff be vigilant when you get a chance do visit the fine folks over at humoroutcast.com the place to take a humor break some very talented writers over there actually I believe there's new content pretty much every day and anytime you're on lunch break or whatever you just want to get a little smile do check them out humoroutcast.com and all the fine people over there Kathy very much thank you very much for the information today. It is much appreciated.
1: Thank you, Billy. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you. Once again, I am Billy Dees. You can find me on Twitter at Billy Dees. You can tweet me, follow me, whatever you like, but you got to be nice now. <laughs> you <gotta> be nice. <laughs> it's OK to disagree, but, you know, no shade, please. I am Billy Dees. Until next time, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you
2: listen in.